You're listening to the Change Podcast. Change is an acronym for Christ Heals, Anchors, Nurtures, Guides, and Empowers. And this is kind of a changing acronym. We're kind of getting it defined as we go. Uh, but that's what seems to be settling uh, more at this point. Today, we're talking about hearing God's voice and following his voice. And uh, today I've got a couple guests, uh, Brian and Jessica Constant. And so they're good friends of mine. They're about to go to Bolivia, mm-hmm. spend a year there and um, ministering to people there. But the, the time that they've spent here in Idaho recently, I mean, they've lived here in Idaho for a long time, but uh, recently over the last couple of years, they've been ministering to the local community uh, doing deliverance and baptisms and otherwise just ministering to people as as needed according to as God leads them. It's the fact that God speaks to them and leads them that I wanted them to be a part of this topic, this discussion today. We'll get in. We'll get into all of that. I wanted to uh, um, share just on my for my own part because this is uh, kind of like this is something that every Christian really has to go through they need to go through uh the discovery of of being able to hear god's voice right because if they're not if they're not hearing god's voice in some meaningful way um then they don't actually have a relationship right there's no i mean the, the whole notion of having a relationship with god is you're is getting to know the person and that that person speaks in this case god god is a speaker and he speaks in many ways and if we're not hearing his voice then what relationship is there right and and the whole born again experience is not i mean i've been sharing about how we receive a deposit of god's spirit and and our heart changes and that begins the the process of of major change but in that relation, in that uh, experience of being born again, we actually get to know the person of the entity of God, the person of God. So, and I remember I wanted to share real quick. I have this this Bible that I've had for uh, several years, and I went through a long period, several several uh, a couple decades, several years of kind of just not really. Um, it's kind of living for myself, even though I was claiming to be a Christian. I, I, I knew what I, I had remembered in my youth, you know, because I grew up in in a Christian house and I was super on fire and, and as a teenager and did missions trips and stuff. And then I went through, I started going through life as an adult and I had to go through a period of, of um, kind of even falling away and God had to pull me back. And uh, as God was wooing me back, I got this Bible and I was asking the Lord to uh, like, I'm like, I don't really know. I haven't been reading the Bible much lately. I mean, I, like, I don't even know how to study at the time. I was like, I don't know how to study the Bible, but I want God to speak to me. God, I want you to speak to me. So I'm going to open this up Bible up randomly and uh, maybe you can clue me in, you know, or at least give me something that'll edify or something. And so I opened up randomly, and he, and I, my eyes landed right on what was the First Kings, nineteen, verse nine. This is amazing, and I knew I had read this before, 
years prior, but so I, I saw it. I'm like, oh, whoa. So I was reading. So this is what it says. And the word of the Lord came to him, talking to Elijah. Said, what are you doing here, Elijah? He replied, I have been very zealous for the Lord God Almighty. The Israelites have rejected your covenant, torn down your altars, and put your prophets to death with the sword. I'm the only one left, and now they're trying to kill me too. And the Lord said, go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. And then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. <clears throat> After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. And, it's, and I think other translations, that's where they use still small voice, yeah. probably. Mm-hmm. It's like, and like, whoa. So like the, this, he's getting at, not only should you be reading my word, but you need to be listening to me. Listen yeah. for my still small voice, right? Yes. And then uh, I, I was super excited that he led me straight to that. And then I was like, do it again, God, do it again. Like, And so I opened up another random scripture and I was like, let's go towards the right side this time. I know I don't want to get some New Testament, right? Mm-hmm. I opened up randomly to Romans 6. <laughs> like the most important, one of the, one of the, one of the most important chapters in the New Testament, which yeah. is basically you need to die to yourself so that you can live in Christ. Six through eight, really. Uh, I always go by six through eight, not not six alone, because eight, seven is kind of a misunderstood because it, it m- people misunderstand Romans seven to identify with being stuck in their sin. But but eight really is the the solution for that, which is yeah. okay. Now you die you die to that, yeah. <laughs> and you live by you live by your spirit. And when you live yes. by your spirit it's almost natural that you you are no longer living right. by the flesh. So, uh, anyway, and then from there, obviously, and we were talking about this earlier, um, that from there, really, I should be I should be studying the Bible more carefully, properly, and not just looking at random scriptures. But he does he does do that from time to time with me. Like I'll grab a Bible and. Um, I've, and I'll just open up something like he like because I'll sense that he wants to speak to me. Yeah, you yeah. know, to a random location. So that is a, it's interesting that it happens. What were you thinking about that, Brian? I, I don't. I'm having like different thoughts actually from the Lord. That's part of what we do, right? Is we're, um, I don't rely on my own understanding. Um, I acknowledge what he wants to teach me, and what's actually going through my mind right now actually is thinking about like the ephod. And the the umen and the thumen, right? The it, which essentially is they're like casting lots in the Old Testament um, to to understand what the Lord wants to teach them. And so I think the what I was initially going to say is, hey, that that's like take caution. You shouldn't be doing that all the time. Um, and I still think that to a degree. But then I look at how did how did how did people hear from the Lord in the Old Testament? And that was a very common way for the priests to seek something from the Lord is to use things that were, or actually we would look at and we'd go, that's, that's really random. It's a really random toss of the dice. And just like opening the Bible, it's very random. Right. But the Lord can use it. Yeah. Right. He can use it. Um, I think the more we get into his word, right. And we're, we're in his word daily and regularly and we're, we're eating of the, 
not just the bread of life being Jesus, but also the bread being being the word of God. Um, we we start to just know those things to where we go like, well, Lord, what do you want to tell me? And then he just starts dropping, you know, scripture into our mind and not necessarily, you know, randomly going to the Bible, but he's randomly dropping scripture into our mind. Mm. So I feel like that's, that's even like the same way, but it's, but at that point it's, it's on, it's in our minds, it's in our hearts yeah, and not just um, opening the physical book. Right. You know, yeah. Should be doing not that. necessarily saying go find a Bible and randomly open it, yeah. but rather having already read the scriptures having already meditated on his word mm -hmm. he will he it's his job not job but he, that's what he does is he reminds yes. us of his word that we've already Often. meditated on yes. he does it yeah. a lot he does a lot i've all i've also here's what's really cool for me is sometimes he's actually called out references mm. so like i remember one time i was stepping in the shower the shower i was like god i know that I'm being called into ministry and I feel really new to all this. Um, but, and especially knowing the word, like I know I need to meditate on the word. I need to study it better. I've read much, but I don't, I, I can't like, anyway. So like, God, I, I'm, I'm nervous that you want me to go into ministry, but I don't know your word. And I, and the process of going from here to there is still, I believe you want me to do ministry of some kind. What do you think about that? God, that was an open question as I turned on the water faucet and I feel the water coming on me. And all of a sudden he said, Colossians 2, 3. Mm. What's Colossians 2, 3? I, exactly, right? <laughs> Who knows? I don't know. So like I finished taking my shower and I'm like, I got to go look up Colossians 2, 3. He's like, yeah, yeah, go ahead and look at that up. <laughs> and uh, and so well, what is it? Let me let me look it up real quick because it's it was profound in the moment, right? Colossians 2, 3, Ephesians, Colossians 2, 3. Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Amen. He was saying, you got me. Come on. You got me. Yeah, you need to study the scriptures, but you got me, so you're fine. You'll be yeah. fine. Well, it's also like we don't study the scripture alone. We, we study with the spirit of Christ, the Holy yeah. spirit who teaches us all things. Like, like Jesus promised that, that he was going to lead us into all truth. He's going to be our teacher. And so we don't just go to the scripture alone, just to read it and memorize it for the sake of like intellectual ascent. Right. It's because we read it because it's living, it's active. Um, as Timothy said, right. It's sharper yeah. than any, any double-edged sword. Um, and, and so we we read it with the intent to be taught by God Himself. Yeah, um, it's so good. Mm. It's really good. I want to, uh, you know, speaking of which, like that that notion of Him speaking to me in the shower, like mm. hearing this Colossians two three, like what was that? There's like that notion that God speaks to you, like with a voice is itself something that a lot of people don't really necessarily understand. Like the, like it's some people describe it as a loudspeaker in your head sometimes. And, and not everybody is going to, cause God speaks to different people, different ways. Yeah. Not everybody hears like spoken language right. like that. And why, why is that? Why? I think it's important. Why is that? Because he's relational. God is relational. It's not a formula. It's not an equation. He's relational, right? 
And so he is going to speak to me differently in my heart length, like differently than he speaks to my wife. He's going to speak to her differently than he speaks to, to John. Like Mm -hmm. he, because he's relational. Yeah. Like, and sometimes there's things that are crossover that are similar. Right. But then there's other things that are, it's very personal and it's very um, unique to, to who we are and how he's wired us. Yeah. Um, you know, I can, I can remember the very, very first time I heard the quote unquote loudspeaker in my head. I was, uh, I was in junior high school and I was feeling very alone because, um, I was trying to find a a church, like a church youth group where, where I was, where I could be with people who were like pursuing the presence of God. And I couldn't really find that where I was going. And I was kind of getting almost prideful. And because, like, I knew that there was something there, but I felt like the youth group um, was kind of moving in a direction of kind of pushing that aside and just let's stick with reading the Bible and having a good pep talk and go home, kind of, Mm -hmm. and then play games, right? And so, and then, you know, and my daily, I was going to, obviously, a public school, which, which, you know, and then not having a lot of Christian friends. So I would be lying in bed at night feeling uh alone you know like i don't i'm not like and so i literally i was lying in bed and i was praying i was asking god why god am i this is literally my stupid question why god am i the only one who's truly seeking you it's elijah and his (laughs) his he actually spoke it was the most profound like loud loudspeaker in my head he said you're not (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so i'm like oh okay uh wow and huh <laughs> but that that kind of changed things because a i heard from god in that moment and b i was corrected you know and i love it when he corrects that uh, with spoken word um if you guys don't mind i, I didn't mention this uh, in advance i'm gonna go ahead and do it because this is something i was thinking about doing in a separate yeah. kind of recording but i think i might as well I've got this book. I had this book sitting on the shelf and I haven't really read it. Um, but it's really, really good. And it's really relevant. It's, it's Mark Verkler. It's called four keys to hearing God's voice. Mm. And, uh, would you guys mind if I read the introduction out of this? Sure. Go for it. Cause it's, I thought it was, um, I thought it was really relevant and, and powerful. So again, um, let's see. So Mark Verkler is kind of very well known on giving people a basic understanding of how to get comfortable with being able to just meditate on God and writing down what he has to say. So I'll just read this introduction. So we're going to make something that has been very hard, very simple. I could not hear God's voice for the first 10 years of my Christian life. And now I have spent 30 years teaching the body of Christ how to do it, how to do so. It's as simple as quieting yourself down, fixing your eyes on Jesus tuning in to spontaneity and writing. And all Christians can do it. You can do it. Jesus promised, my sheep hear my voice. That's John 10, 27. So you can hear his voice. His voice sounds like spontaneous thoughts that light up upon your mind, especially as your heart is fixed on him. And you can do this every day as part of your morning devotions. You can live out of his voice all day by simply seeing him alongside you. He is Emmanuel, God with you, and staying tuned to spontaneity all day long. 
The Bible calls this abiding in Christ. See John 15:4, or praying without ceasing. 1 Thessalonians 5:17. And if these four keys sound like something counterfeit groups do, then we get excited because we know that Satan only counterfeits things that are real and have value. Mm-hmm. So finally, we are doing something real enough and valuable enough for Satan to take interest in it and counterfeit it. Glory be to God. Mm-hmm. So let's get started. And it goes on. I'm not going to read the rest. But I thought that was really, really good. Uh, High-level summary of the uh, importance of hearing God and the practicality and ease of concept mm-hmm. to, to, to be able to hear his voice and to, to put medit- or, uh, abiding in God alongside being able to hear his voice in the same context i thought that was really interesting it reminds me a lot of um uh, an author and teacher that's been really influential to us as as we've gone through this journey of of hearing his voice and that's um author by the name of jamie winship and he has a book it's called living fearless um it's great great read very practical to working through how to hear the voice of the lord and uh his quote which i've now memorized because i I've used it so much is he says, hearing the voice of the Lord is the free flow of thoughts that come to your mind when you fix your eyes on Jesus and you ask him a question. Um, and he encourages, uh, just like Mark Vickler there, that journaling is a great way to, to process that. Um, so the process that we take people through when we're practicing that is we will, we will pray a commanding prayer to silence any voice that's contrary to Holy Spirit. And then we invite Holy Spirit to come speak to us. And then we're we're fixing our eyes on Jesus. And then we just start asking questions and listening for what starts to f- flow into our mind. Um, and it's a faith. It's a by faith thing that we believe he is going to begin to speak to us. Sometimes it's just thoughts that, that start coming. Sometimes it'll be pictures or memories or visions or... Um, whatever starts to flow into our mind, we're going to start to write it down and describe it. If it's like a picture or vision, or if it's actual words, we're just going to start to write them. And often as you begin, you may only have the very beginning. He just starts flowing through you. Mm. Then we take that back and we actually compare it to the word of God. Does it line up with scripture? Okay. Then it's right. We know it's from him. Does it give me love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control? Does it, does it breathe life into me? Then we know it's, it's from, from the Lord. Does it bring heaviness or anxiety or fear, right? Or shame? Then we know it's, it's from the enemy, right? And that's how we, we understand that counterfeit. And I think Jess had something she was, she's been hearing from the Lord here today. Um, that has to do with like heart posture. And I think that's actually one of the keys when we say fixing our eyes on Jesus. What, what does that mean to fix our eyes on him? Before, before you get into that, I want to, I want to think about what you were saying first yeah. on um, using scripture and the principles of God, the truth of God mm-hmm. to, to validate yeah. what you think you've heard. Cause the, the, what we hear from the Lord will always line up scripturally. Now, he may reveal something to us that's not exactly in Scripture because it, it's maybe more pertinent to our, our current life, right, and our the current walk that we're going through. But he's when we, when we talk about Scripture, we're talking about it reveals the character of God. And what he speaks to us is never going to be contrary to the character of God. 
it is always going to be in alignment with his character, right? So we know that he is for us. He's not against us. We, we know that um, he loves us with an everlasting love. Um, we, we know that he calls us to obedience, right? So I know that if I'm hearing something that says that's contrary to being obedient to him because I love him, well, that's, that's not God, right? If it's saying that there's, there's a doubt in, and his love for me and his pursuit of me, and then that's that's not from him, right? Because it's gonna be in alignment with the character of God. And that's that's more what I mean. It's not always gonna yeah. line up perfectly with scripture and sure. it's gonna read word for word as scripture, although sometimes it does. Well, but it's it aligns with the truth of God. Yes. Yeah. And I wanna I wanna embellish for a minute for a, kind of a distraction probably, but to you guys, because we didn't talk about this, but um I want to talk about the the terms logos and rhema. A lot of people get confused about those, and I just want to share what I understand uh, my thoughts on 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 those terms because they're relevant when you're talking about hearing from God. Both of those words refer to the they translate as word, but they mean different. They mean they translate differently. Yeah. So uh, the logos, which is the word of God, as in terms of like in John chapter one, it says God was the word. The beginning was the word. He was God. He, he was with God, and he was God. So the word is um, j- the personality of Jesus, the living word. But it's also we recognize the Bible as the word of God, and and so the Bible you could say is the Bible is the written the written uh, version of the personality of Jesus, right? Um, the the word logos literally means um, s- spoken truth. It is the communicated truth. So obviously all like Jesus said I am the truth right so when we speak of truth anything that's factual would be uh that that is validated to be truth would be uh validatable in in God in the person of God right um rhema on the other hand is anything that's that's communicated at all in general it's 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 actively um in the moment it's a live represent it's a life's uh communicated thing so it doesn't necessarily in 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 itself um except in context to truth it's not necessarily referring to truth so you can in other words you can rhema a lie you can rhema the bible actually the the greek actually uses the notion of uh i think it says it talks about slanderers who rhema gossip so rhema is is the act of communicating yeah it's 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 words that are being spoken in the moment and so a lot of people don't like there's a lot of confusion between uh logos and rhema people say well logos is the is the bible and rhema is being able to hear his voice that's not exactly the way it is but if we understand that the bible itself has speaks many times about the rhema and it and it, and it, uh, it validates the importance of god's rhema his actual hearing his voice, his his live communicating speech to us as essential. One of the scriptures I'm, I'm thinking of specifically is, is um, that man does not live by bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. That word, word, is actually rhema, not logos. And a lot of people just grab the Bible, say, see, see, Bible, you need to read your Bible. And that's true. You do absolutely get rhema from reading the Bible, but only when it's uh, revelatory, right. 
when you're reading the Bible and you and Holy Spirit is speaking to you through what's written, and that's the way you should always read the Bible, but when that happens, yeah. that's when it becomes Rhema. That's right. So logos logos then is a constant. Logos is a static reality of truth as spoken by God. Rhema is his spoken word in the moment as he's speaking to you. But here's the other thing is when you get a rhema, you can also hear things that are demonic. You can hear things from your mind. Those are real rhema. They're rhema. So you have to then take that rhema and compare that against the logos. And that's what you're saying just in different words. So when you say you hear a word from God, is it love, joy, peace, patience, etc.? Does it represent the character of Christ, Jesus, who is the Logos, the living word? You need to be able to consume the rhema because the rhema is your daily, is, is what we feed on mm-hmm. for our daily living. The Bible says so, right? But we, we validate it against the Logos, which is the person of Jesus and I, uh, it should always match Scripture. Anything that completely violates Scripture, because some things are going to be like, I want you to go to McDonald's to find someone there who you need to minister to. That could be the rhema. <laughs> Unless he says, and get fat drinking a bunch of milkshakes, you know, right. <laughs> that's not going to be, you know, not likely going to be uh, a Logos validatable thing because the Bible says, take care of your body, etc. right? Sure, so sure. that's an example. I'm just random sorry yeah yeah yeah. that's good i just want to clarify because that that like to me that's a that's a really huge thing a lot of people they live by the the notion of 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 hearing god's voice through logos or rhema and they're not they're confused about that and it's very relevant like i said the bible says uh, we need to live by the rhema and but we have to check it against the logos yeah that's good okay uh really good so we're talking about um doing that right yeah hearing the rhema which is really what we're talking about when we say hearing the voice i mean it is right we're we're talking about hearing the voice of god in connection with our daily walk right jesus i i think of john 15 right um my sheep hear my voice and john 14 15 right that whole dialogue with uh sheep we are sheep he's the shepherd and we hear his voice um, and, and abiding in the vine. I think of like all of those references in conjunction with hearing the rhema, hearing the, 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 the message that the Lord is giving us in the moment and then going in, comparing it to like we were saying the Logos. So, um, what we're talking to, we were talking about though, is when we're in that moment of seeking a rhema, we're actually asking the Lord to speak to us on a, on a certain subject, right? Um, how do we fix our eyes on him? Because I, I know Mark Vickler just mentioned it in the, the what you read. I mentioned it in what Jamie Winship was talking about. So how do we fix our eyes on Jesus when we go to, to seek an answer from him? Um, sorry, I I have a, a struggle with knowing when to jump in. Yeah. <laughs> and so... So what are you thinking, um, Jessica? So... For me, like there's there's a couple things that like one we need to we need to practice mm-hmm. hearing his voice. Yeah. Like when when we were first born again, like I took a good six months just wrestling with that. What does it look like to hear your voice? What does it look like for me to 
posture myself in a place to receive what you have for me. And, you know, what does it look like for me to have a relationship? What, what does it look like for me to talk to you as if you're in the room here with me and not just speak at you um, and then go about my day? And so for me, it was, it was learning the heart posture behind it. It was learning how to put myself in a place of, I want your will. I want your desire. And so going back to to Romans six, what you were talking about earlier is like, I need to be in a place where I can die to myself. I can die to my preferences Mm -hmm. and my desires and just listen for what his will is. Mm -hmm. And so I took, like I said, I took a, a while to just learn to get to that place because it doesn't, we can hear the voice of God just sitting down and practicing um, the Jamie Winship stuff and just saying, okay, I'm going to take a moment to, to do this. But if you, if you're living for yourself, even as a Christian, if you're still living for, this is what my plans are, this is what my desire is, then everything is going to go through that funnel right so if you but if you are in in a place where you you are dead to self and you're continually putting yourself on the altar and saying i don't i don't want what i want i don't want my desire my preference i want your will and then you're you're speaking with him it's going to go through that Mm -hmm. funnel and so you're going to hear things differently um, when you ask him a question and you have an outcome in place, this is my desire. This is the outcome I want. Then you're not going to hear properly. You may hear something, but it's going to basically, it's going to go through your own thought. And so you could hear incorrectly is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, but when you're when you're dead to that desire and you're saying like this is what I want lord but I want your will above yeah. that so if you want to change that desire mm-hmm. if then then do it mm-hmm. and and so then when you when you ask a question through that you're going to hear better because you're willing for the answer to not be what you want and that's, that's the biggest thing for me is like, it's, it comes back to your heart posture. It comes back to, are you spending time with him? Are you building that relationship in a way that you're practicing listening to vo- to his voice? Because if you don't read his word, if you don't spend time with him, if you don't pray, then you're not going to know what his voice sounds like. And so then when you come to him with a question and you say like, Lord, I really need you to answer this question. Um, but this is what I want. Then you could hear, yeah, yeah, sure, go for that. But it may not actually be accurate because that's that's what you want him to say. Yeah, and, and there's multiple places in the Old Testament where they were demanding from God. And he's like, you know what? You, tell you what, here's a bunch of chickens for you to eat. And then he killed him off, like, because he was so angry with them for their their distasteful attitude. 
because mm. they wanted to go back to Egypt, right? Yeah. Yes. Is that, is that, am I, am I mixing stories there? No. Okay. No, that's, that's good. Because, and then, but if you're on the other side of it and you're like, okay, Lord, like, I just want what you want. Yeah. Then even, even if this is my desire and, and you say no, I'm going to accept that response because I know that your will is better than mine. Mm. I can relate to, and I kind of mentioned this earlier, I can relate to a, uh, on the notion of posture, like I love it when he corrects our posture um, because it, it realigns us to, to, to correction, right? The, the, he loves, he, uh, he, a father uh, loves his son when he corrects his son. So um, I was, this was about 25 years ago. I had this crush on this, this girl that I was, and I was, I, I almost in this in the, during that period I, I never got on my knees, but I got on my knees. I'm like God, come on, you got to make this happen, make this happen. You, she, she's got to be for me, right? So make this happen, Lord. I don't know what I was praying. It was something like something like that. It was it was selfish, and I wanted, I wanted confirmation that he was going to make it happen, kind of thing. And I heard his voice again. This is like as loud as the the you don't thing that I mentioned earlier. It was loud. He said, "Get up." <laughs> I got up. I'm like, okay. He says, I created you for my purposes and not yours. That's right. Come on. I'm like, okay. Oh, well, sorry. Well, mm -hmm. and that's all he said, but that's all he needed to say. Yeah. Like, man. I mean, talk about correction. There's another, there's another thing that was, that was more recent. Um, I don't know if I shared this with you guys. And this is actually speaking of posture and also relating. And I'll share this also if I ever get into things like healing or, or um, just in general, like walking in God's power, because it's relevant there too. But I was uh, going to a house church where people were, they were laying hands on the, on somebody who was ill. And I, on my drive home, I was like, God, I, I feel like I, I need a, like more anointing or something. I feel like, you know, if I'm, when I'm laying hands on somebody, there should be more power there or something, right? Um, and then I got home and I went out for a walk and I followed up on that. I was like, God, what do you think? I, I, I feel like, I think I need more anointing. It's a dumb <laughs> prayer. <laughs> but he actually spoke to me. He's, he's like, you got what you need. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I'm, I'm pondering this. And then he's, he says, and then he says it again, you have what you need. I felt like I was coming from Holy Spirit, the personality person of Holy Spirit. And then I heard what seemed like the projection of, I don't know if it was Jesus on this throne or father on his throne, but I suddenly got like a different direction voice. He's like, I am the one who sits on the throne. I'm literally quoting him. He says, I'm the one who sits on the throne. I am the alpha and omega. I am Jehovah Rapha. He's literally starts quoting his, his names, his references to his, wow. his, uh, his might and his power. And, and as I, and I heard this stuff and like, I couldn't remember all these things because they're on there in the Bible. And, and I'll talk about that for in a minute, but I was pondering the fact that I heard him quote himself, his, his references names into my brain through the loudspeaker. And I'm like, as I'm walking along, I'm like, gracias. <laughs> and uh i thought i was being cute speaking of posture yeah. i thought i was being cute oh he didn't like that 
And he, he said, and he spoke again. He said, John, I'm very disappointed in you. I would rather you stay quiet than that you take things lightly when I speak. And I'm like, I'm sorry. And he's right. It's kind of a shy, sign of disrespect. And it was. You know how I felt? How I feel? You all want to know how I feel? Can you guess? Loved. Mm, that's, I felt that's like important. I felt like a twelve-year-old being corrected by his father on how to be respectful to his parents. Yeah, that's really important to know because, right? If you had said I felt shame, we we would have known, right? Oh, that's actually not that actually wasn't the Lord. But the fact that you felt love, this is relevant to what we've been talking about, is a confirmation that like that's the Lord. Yeah, that's the Lord because He is love. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I felt genuinely, and then I felt genuinely corrected. And that, speaking of which, this goes on a little bit. That night, I was, I had my my little two way pressure, and I was like, or I didn't have it, but it was at my bedside. But I was lying there in bed. I was like, God, I wish I could remember those things he said. I was thinking of he had quoted his names. I at the time I I didn't remember that, uh, and I was like, I wish God maybe. I actually said, God, I I hope you like repeating yourself because I'd sure love it if you could repeat yourself. And then I heard him speak again. He says, you have a pen and a paper. And, you know, I'm like, okay. So I grabbed it. And he was like, just write down what I remembered. And I, and, and I did. The next morning, I was hopping in the shower again. I was like, God, I still, I, I still, there's little details. I wish you could, I wish you could just repeat yourself, God, and, and tell me again what you said. Because it was really cool. He actually interrupted me as I was saying that. He said, be quiet. Mm. And then he said, Meditate on my word. Wow, yeah. Yeah. He's still correcting me on posture. Yeah. But he answered my question. Yeah. What did he say? I'll find those references to himself in his word. That's right. That's right. Wow. So, anyway, I thought that was really cool. That's one of my favorite uh, testimonies about, you know, hearing God's voice. Because, man, that was quite an exchange right there for me, you know. I mean, between me and him, mm-hmm. you guys have had a, a slew of experiences being led, hearing his voice, being led to do things. I want to start hearing some of these testimonies, yeah. um, starting with anything that where you guys are being led to to say ministers to somebody. What like what's what's going on in in your in your mind right now? Um. Well, for me, like it started with with. Um, that learning to hear his voice. Right. Um, and at, in the beginning I was very, um, kind of discouraged because I was comparing. Mm. Right. So, um, my, my husband and our friend or other friend, John, um, would seem to get an answer right away. We're talking Jonathan Brown. He was just here in the last bonus episode, but yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So, um, I would, I would get frustrated because I'd be asking a question and I didn't feel like I'd get a response. And every time they asked a question, it was like an immediate yes, no, yes, no. And mm-hmm. I'm like, what is going on? Like, am I not listening? That's me. This hearing? is my frustration like, all the time. Well, go ahead. Yeah. Like, and so I was struggling with this. Like, mm-hmm. what does this look like for me to hear your voice? Yeah. What does it look like for me to be in a place that you you can speak to me and I'm I'm aware of what's going on and 
And so I was struggling in this place of, of not feeling like I was important enough for him to speak to me. Um, and Which is a lie. Yes. Just we, we call out that, right? That's a lie. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so as I was wrestling with all of that, it was like, um, it was this process of learning how he speaks to me. Mm. And it was different. It's different from, from them. But at the same time, it was about my heart posture because I was, I was stuck in this place of comparison and not, not just open and wanting to hear what he had to say. And so I had to get to the place where one, I had the right heart posture. I was surrendered to what he wanted, what his will was. And I asked him to teach me like how I hear. And so what's crazy is now I hear him in a vast array of different ways. Um, I, I get a lot of feelings. Um, I get a lot of, um, just knowing like all of a sudden I'll just know something, Mm. um, which is one of the hard ones for me. Cause I'm like, is that, did you, did I already know that? Or did you just like throw that in my head? And now I just know yeah. it. Um, call them downloads. <laughs> like, I just got a download. Um, <laughs> and then there's other ways where I, I'll see like a vision, mm-hmm. um, or I'll get, um, I don't see like a word in my head, but I see, um, it's almost like, you know, those marquees that like the scrolling yeah. words, it'll be like in the back of my head. And it, if I'm not paying attention, it will just go by and I won't know what it said. And then there's other times where I'm actually like postured in the right place and I will, I'll see that word scroll by. Mm. And as I focus on it, it elaborates. Mm. And if I have my journal, then it, it elaborates way way more yeah um we didn't talk much about journal we'll go back go back to that in a minute yeah yeah. um and so for me it was like learning how learning how to hear his voice and then um walking that out and so when i felt like i did hear something i would test it so if i felt like he said go pray for that person i would go pray for them um if i felt like he was saying, like, I want you to do this today. I would do that. And sometimes I got it wrong and sometimes I got it right. And, but it was, it was testing and building that relationship. Right. So if he's saying something, I have to be willing to put it to the test. Mm-hmm. I have to be willing to try it and step out in faith. Um, and I think one of the, one of the big moments for me was we were ministering, um, to some friends of our our friend John Brown, um, to them or with them to, we were ministering to friends of his, Oh, of his. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I was in this really awkward state of not feeling like I was supposed to be there. And we were at a restaurant ministering to a specific gentleman. And I felt like I, I'm not supposed to be here. Like I'm just in the way, like, which is probably the enemy trying mm-hmm. to get me separate me. Okay. Okay. Um, because I had, I had stepped away for a little bit and I came back and I was sitting there 
And it's the first and only time this has ever happened to me. And it was the most miraculous, beautiful thing ever. Mm. Um, we were sitting there and all of a sudden I heard someone speaking in tongues in my head. Huh. But it wasn't my tongues. Huh. It was the weirdest thing. And I'm like, I, and so I, I sat there for a second. I'm like, huh. <laughs> that that's a little weird it's like that that was clear as day but it made no sense because it was in tongues mm-hmm. um and it was in your head and it was in my head mm. and it wasn't what i know uh, as my tongues and so i'm like i put my head down for a second and i'm like okay all right what like what do you what do you want me to do with this <laughs> feel a little weird and then I, I pick my head up and I look at the gentleman and I go, you don't know me, but, and I just like start talking to him. And I, I don't, I still don't remember. Brian knows, remembers a little no. bit, but I don't remember what I said to him. Mm-hmm. Is this words of God? Words it, from God? Yeah. Wow. It yeah. was. So you prophesied to him. It was yeah. me translating, I think. What yeah, that voice had said. Oh, in interpretation. My head. Okay. So the and angelic so, tongue, or whether it was an angel or was it was the Lord, right? It yeah. Was... Interesting. And so I wow. started like talking to him and and saying something, and he just instantly Breaks, broke. Yeah. Wow. Just instantly weeping and like mm-hmm. broke through the wall that he had been holding yeah. on to. Wow. Um, during this ministry time, and. It was it was the most beautiful thing because I was like that that was a an experience I will never forget. Yeah, yeah. it's a very unique. And it's a very unique one, right? Yeah, like, like wow. I know that was God. Yeah, because one, I don't remember what I said, and two, yeah. it was it was not any language that I I could like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. decipher. Sure. Yeah. Wow, that's really cool. Interesting. So he, he, not only did you hear God's voice or a, so you heard into the spirit supernatural somehow. Yeah. But you also, in the moment, it sounds like you actually had a momentary gift of interpretation as well. Yeah. yeah. And um, brought in all kinds of, of ministry in, into that where you were prophesying, you, we were engaging as all Christians do in the gift of reconciliation mm-hmm. um, or the calling ministry, mm-hmm. ministry yep. of reconciliation. Yeah. Etc. Wow. Yeah. What else you guys got? Um, I I can share one from just this morning because it's I'm it was what was this morning rattling my my brain. So this is fresh. Right? Wow. Okay. Um, and I got I mean I, I if I really sit and think we can start to come up with a lot of stuff, but um, so this morning I, I woke up I read my Bible a little bit and then I was just sitting I was actually laying on a couch and I was just praying praying in tongues a little bit and then i just started praying like like lord i like i don't want i don't want to live off of today i don't want to live off of yesterday's bread today i don't want to live off of what you gave me yesterday today Mm. i want fresh right Mm. and so i'm just asking holy spirit to to fill me again to fill me fresh fill me fresh and i'm just kind of just talking with the holy spirit i'm talking out loud actually just just praying that he would just come and fill me again, come and fill me again. 
And as I'm, as I'm praying, I actually started to get a picture of, of a friend. Um, I'll t- I can tell you off camera, but it, we know it's a mutual friend of ours. Um, I actually started getting a picture of him and he was walking around talking to people. Um, in, in this, like, it was like a moving picture, like a vision I was getting. And here's the thing, right? We, we could just stop at that and go like, huh, oh, I wonder what that's all about. Like, maybe I'm supposed to reach out to that person. But instead I just asked, I'm in the moment. I, I, I'm praying and asking Holy spirit to fill me and I'm getting a vision of a friend walking around. And so I said, what do you want me to know about this Holy spirit? (laughs) What do you want me to know? And it was really cool. He said, um, I think last episode I said like one of my like spiritual, uh, kingdom identities is a Barnabas is a son of encouragement. And he said, Holy Spirit said to me, he's a Barnabas like you. And I was like, huh. And then I started thinking about it a little bit, like engaging my own mind. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. He like, he's super encouraging to me. Every time I see him, like I, I get like a, just a spout of joy. And um, he's been through a lot, but he's always positive and encouraging. I was like, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Thank you, Lord. Like, and then he's like, you, you can learn a lot about how he encourages others. So I was like, oh, that's, that's really true. Cause he's like, he's actually been walking with Holy Spirit a lot longer than I have. And so I just reached out to him. I actually just sent him a, a voice note on, uh, used like Facebook Messenger and sent him a voice message and said, Hey, love you, man. This is, this is what just happened. I was just praying and this is what happened. I just explained to him what I just explained now. And, and then just was just honoring him with ways that he's encouraged me. And then I just asked him like, Hey, like, what are, you know, what are, what are your thoughts on that? And, you know, what are some ways maybe that you encourage others? Um, because there's obviously something for us to learn from each other and, you know, a little time passed and then boom, I got a voice message and he was, he like literally was like talking and then pulled over his car and was like, how impactful that was for him to hear that because that is something specifically like being called a Barnabas was something he has been called by the Holy spirit as well. So he actually has heard that mm. spoken over him by the Lord. And so there, there was an encouragement right there. And then he was able to kind of reaffirm ways that I've encouraged him. And then he was able to kind of talk about some of the ways he ministers to people um, with the specific goal of, of building them up and stirring them up. Right. And encouraging them. Um, so I was just, yeah, that was just a couple hours ago. Um, just, just from this morning. And I think like the more, the more we, we do those things that we, I, I guess to get in this, maybe to circle back a little bit of something Jessica just said, cause she said, um, she was referencing how myself and how like Jonathan Brown, sometimes we will stop and ask the Lord something and we get an answer really quickly. And as she was kind of talking about her journey, I was, I was reflecting on that. And I would say that that's really true when I'm in like the, the active mode of ministry. And so usually that response comes often, most often when I'm thinking about somebody else and, and actually asking a question that, that pertains to somebody else. Um, so if I'm asking of like, a, what do you want me to know about? John, what do you want me to know about my wife? What do you want me to know about this person? How do you want me to help? Right. If I'm asking those types of questions, and especially if it's in the moment 
where we are we are literally walking up to somebody and with the with the intention to minister to them and i ask the holy spirit what does he want me to know what does he want me to do he's typically really quick to answer that question for me part of that has to do with how i'm wired uh, i'm very type a i'm very gold i'm like i'm a go 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 and i think he he does that in those moments because i am seeking him and i am seeking what he wants and he knows that I'm going to just like go, I'm going to run with it. And so I think there's, there's some of that just with how, how he's wired me that he answers me a lot of times that way. But if I'm asking about myself, um, I, th those answers don't generally come quickly. Um, they actually come in the waiting and in the, the, the ask and keep on asking, mm. seek and keep on seeking, knock and keep on knocking. And so even just knowing that, like, I have that that kingdom identity of being a Barnabas. And I think yesterday I said, one of the kingdom identities is like a spiritual lawyer. Those actually came through like unpacking um, little things that he would speak to me and then continuously going back to him and asking him more about, mm -hmm. will you teach me what that looks like? What does it look like when you call me? A, what does it look like when you call me a Barnabas? What does that, what does that even look like to you? Or how, how can I use that to advance the kingdom? Mm -hmm. And then he starts to, Right. Do it. But it's it's for me, typically the moments that I'm seeking something about myself and my own identity, it's a lot deeper dive. Um, and it, it does. It is a lot more timely in nature. Mm -hmm. And I think that has to do with that, that level of intimacy that he's trying to I know he's drawing me into. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but when I'm focused on helping somebody else and bringing the kingdom to somebody else, then those moments seem to be a lot quicker. Um, because I, I think there's, there's a lot of grace in that moment of it's actually not for me. I'm actually asking something, but I'm not actually asking it for me. I'm asking it to glorify you right now in this moment with this person that needs a touch from you. Yeah. Hope, hope that makes yeah. sense. and helps. Yeah. 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 And I think, um, going back to like when, when it's for you, um, mm. we got mm. a lot of that, um, kind of practical tools from Jamie Winship and, mm -hmm. um, and how to really dig into those things. Um, and so what he, he takes you through like a truth exchange basically where you, you ask, you ask the Holy spirit to reveal lies that you've believed about yourself or about, um, him, him yeah. or about your situation, whatever it is. But, um, and then when you start to reveal, he starts to reveal lies that, like, for me, he revealed lies that I didn't even think were lies. Mm. And so once those were out in the open, then there was, there was a kind of a freedom that happened where I was able to then hear what the truth was. I was able mm. to be more confident in what I was hearing. Um, and I think one of the, one of the, things Brian says all the time is like, um, is that your thought or my thought? And mm. he goes, was it James or, um, where he's like, um, we are becoming one. Yeah. Jesus it's Jesus's high priestly prayer in John 17. John 17. Make, yeah. make us make them one as you and I are one. Mm. I and them, you and me, right. It's, it's actually Jesus's high prayer. And so 
um, one thing I like to regularly do is to is to pray that word of God over myself and over others that let where I'm going to come into agreement, Lord, with your high priestly prayer that you would make us one. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then what happens is, is if when we're focused on him, when you're abiding in him, we're abiding in him and we start asking questions or thoughts or he starts just dropping things into our mind, we sometimes go like, well, is that you? Or is that me? And the answer is yes. Yes. <laughs> could because, be. It could be, yes. Because he starts to, well, what happens well, is we, he starts to align our will with his will. Okay, I see what you're saying. He starts yes. to align our desire with his desire. And when our you're good walking pleasure. like dead to self, look, yeah. focused on his will mm-hmm. and not your will. Yeah. I've got one more. Yeah, one. go, yeah. Uh, so there's a, there's a, so that block that I lived on was like a mile and a half. Uh, it's the same walk that, I mean, same area where I was, I got that, that previous testimony, but, uh, prior to that moment, that previous testimony, there was a, God was trying to get me just to walk, go walking. Why? Because he wants to talk to me. Right. So (laughs) I was on the internet or playing games. I don't know what I was doing, but he, I, I felt this nudge, this unction, get out there, go on a walk. And, and it was like, I, he was telling me like, because I want to show you that I'm actually talking to you. Mm-hmm. And like, and I was still not, I was pretty skeptical because this is, remember I was talking about how three years ago is as if I got born again, again, so mm-hmm. to speak, you know? Yeah. So this was about two years, little, about two and a half years ago. And I was still kind of, green on this idea of relating to god so directly and uh but i felt him pulling me you know so i'm like oh, okay the it was night it, it, the sun had gone down and i'm like okay let me pull my shoes on and let's go ahead and go on that walk so okay so i get outside and he says look up and i look up and i see the clearest night sky beautiful moon and stars and he says i made that for you I'm like, uh, uh, whatever. <laughs> you didn't make that for me. For me, right? I just kept on walking. He's like, I did. I made it for you. Anyway, and I just kept on walking. He's like, all right, John. Do you remember when, and he actually pulled in memories mm-hmm. that I had not remembered. Like, yeah. there was no way I could remember this. But he pulled in, and I still don't remember because it was in the moment he sh- he reminded me of a moment in time in my youth or my young adulthood or something where he instructed me through unction to do something for someone else. And I complied with the unction. And, and he's, and so he said, do you remember when this happened? And I said, I, yeah, I remember that. He's like, yeah, you heard me then. Wow. And, and do you remember this one when that happened? Come on. And it, and I'm like, yeah, I do remember that. It's like, yeah, you were hearing me then too. And you were obedient. And that's why I, I'm so proud of you. Do you remember this one? And he, he went and started going over multiple. And then, so I was halfway around the block and I was thinking, and then um, my, my mind started to wander and I was thinking about something I regret that I had. And I, in my head, I was like, don't you ever do that again. And then I heard him, he's like, Did, who said that? Was that you or was that me? I'm like, oh, uh, I think that was me. It's like, yeah, I didn't say that. Mm. I'm like, okay, I see how this works. I see what's going on here. 
It's like, okay, let's keep going. You remember this? <laughs> so I got all the way around the block and mile and a half walk. And he's gone over like multiple different times in my life where he's, he's shared, he's spoken to me and I responded in a way that reflected my sonship that I had actually been his, even though I was, you know, those couple decades of kind of living in rebellion, whatever for myself, I, I was, I had stopped dying to flesh. Mm-hmm. Despite that, he was, he was showing me that I had, I do have the ability to hear his voice. I, I knew how to follow his unction. He was keeping an account for all of these times and I can walk in confidence that I'm able to hear him. And so like that last example was just before I got, I got home and he's like, okay, what do you think, John? Can you hear from me? Yeah, I, I can hear from you. I hear your voice. I, That's yeah. so good. That's so good. And he's gentle. And I mean, he's also correcting, right? But to your point, like, that's that's love. Yeah. Love, love sometimes looks like discipline and correction. Um, and he disciplines those who he loves. Mm-hmm. And so when we when we receive discipline, even from the Lord, it's 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 a good thing. Well, I don't know what he was in that, in that case. I'm not sure what they where the discipline was other than he's he's just lovingly saying well, i didn't say that <laughs> right, but discipline's not always like we we get make right discipline's not always punishment it's yeah. just it's training for right behavior yeah yeah right okay. and so he's training you that like hey i'm gonna train continue to train you to hear my voice by reminding you of all the times that you heard my voice mm. and then when you popped in whether it was your voice or the enemy's voice accusing you right popped in with something that wasn't his voice he's like oh no 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 that's not me Right. So discipline doesn't have to be thought of as punishment. Sure. And actually, that's actually wrong. I would say it's wrong thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, discipline is correction and training um, for, for right behavior. For rightness. Yeah. Yeah. For righteousness. Really. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. We didn't talk much about journaling. Yeah. And let's, I let's talk about that. And I have done a little bit of that. I'm not nearly as much. And really, I, it's sad that I say I haven't done, I have done a little because it should be almost daily, yeah. if not daily. And I'm talking about two-way journaling, mm-hmm. where maybe in your quiet time, walking, in your quiet time pursuing, worshiping the Lord, and in prayer, maybe you're writing down a question, or you're just waiting to receive, and then you, and as, as He speaks to you, mm-hmm. you write down every word that He says. Yeah. And, and then check that against Scripture, against the person of Jesus that you should yeah. know, the person that the characters traits of Jesus, as we were talking about earlier, so that you don't, you don't have to worry about having writing things down that are not, that are not from him. I know one of my first experiences with, um, I mean, we, I knew like journaling is a thing. Like, so this wasn't like, but one of the most impactful first experiences with, with journaling was actually seeing someone else's prayer life. Mm. And having a peek into it, and, and it's—I um, don't know that she'll ever listen to this, but it's a shout out to Miss Bev. Uh, we love you, Miss Bev. She's a like inspiration. She's our our you know seventy-five-year-old uh, widow who, like, you know that she's awake in the morning because you hear praise Jesus. You just hear mm. her like declaring the goodness of the Lord. She's a she's just a, a prayer warrior who's focused on on her now. Right, her husband's gone. But she knows that her husband is Jesus and and continuing that relationship with him. And she has just journals. She spends time every day 
in a notebook, just a regular old, I think I, oh no, I don't have one there, sorry, a spiral bound notebook, and she's just journaling. And she's just journaling what the Holy Spirit's speaking to her, and then she goes back through, actually, with like a highlighter, where she starts highlighting where she knows it was him. Mm. Um, so there's some things that are just her thoughts, and then some things that's kind of like that two-way dialogue. Mm-hmm. And that's how she kind of goes back through with the Holy Spirit and starts checking, like, yep, that's him, yeah. that's him, that's him, that's him. And one time she's like... By the I, way, when I journal, I, I one of the reasons why I don't, maybe this might, might be the reason why I don't do it enough, is because I don't write it down unless I, I it was literally spoken from him. Like, all right. Yeah. And that's why I remember telling you guys... I mean, you guys remember me telling you I ripped out stuff from my journal because yeah. I started to have doubts that that was from the Lord. Mm-hmm. But I, I held on to it because it's, it's like, maybe I was reading into what was written. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's it, important because not everything he speaks to you today is for today. That's true. Yeah. Right. Because we some of it may be things that we go. He prompts us to go back and look at something we wrote down last week that we didn't understand in the moment that all of a sudden we start reading. And right. it's absolutely applicable for yes. that moment in time. Yeah. And so that's why I think it's important to, when we are, when we are, when we are focused on him and we are truly seeking to hear from him and to commune with him, that we just write down everything. Yeah. Okay. And, and knowing that there's going to be times that he calls us back to it, um, just to follow with him as best. She actually was, I, I, I went to her and I was like, Hey, how do you, what's your process for doing it? Cause I'm trying to like, and I have a very analytical mind. I'm trying to understand like, what is your process to go through this? What is something that I can like glean from this in my own life? And she's like, Oh, you could, you can grab one of those and, and you can grab any of those journals. You could take it and read it. And I was like, absolutely. I was like, absolutely not. <laughs> like, absolutely not. That's your like intimate time with, with the Holy wow, spirit. Okay. Um, if you want to read something to me that you feel like he's given you for me, then I'll, I'll read that. But no, okay. like, no, if I recognize it as holy, like that's not, that is wow. holy. Um, and, and, and right in her desire is just like, I want you to know him the way I know him. Yeah. And if this helps, Hey, let's let go for it. Right. You know? And then from there, it kind of, we got into like the Jamie Winship stuff and, and a lot of that is geared towards journaling. And I, I want to just affirm, John, I don't journal enough. I don't journal every day. And I, and like, every time I say that, I go like, Oh, what am I missing out on? Because mm-hmm. every time I do, he, he I receive from him. Yeah. Wow. It's beautiful stuff. It's powerful stuff. It is powerful. Well, and going back to what you were saying about, like, um, you only journaled what you were hearing from him. Um, and by the way, another reason why I don't journal enough is because sometimes he'll just give me a little one-liner. And it's actually a quote from scripture. And I'm like, okay, thanks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're done here? Yep. Okay. But that, but that stuff's important too, mm-hmm. right? And it's enough and to he, meditate on yeah. the rest yeah, of the day. Exactly. Yep. Um, and so, like for me, there was one time in particular where I, we were, we were going through, and I was asking him, like, what lies am I believing about myself? And I had my journal, and I wrote down something like what kept popping in my head was like, and I started to dismiss it, and I was like, well, careful, hang on, hang on, that's just there you me. Go. Um, I was like, that's just me. I'm not writing that down. And, but I felt like, and it just kept repeating. And I was like, okay, there's, there's something to this. So then I wrote it down and it was like, um, basically what it said was you get frustrated 
when people talk over you or, um, or debate what you're saying. Um, and, and you can't, you can't defend yourself. Um, like you can't stand up for yourself. And I was like, I mean, that's just, that's just fact Yeah. in my head. Okay. I was like, that's just, yeah, that happens. Like, what do you, what, like, and, but immediately following that was, you don't need to defend yourself. But when I read, like when I wrote it down, none of it made sense. And I was like, okay, fine. I just journaled some thoughts that I had, like, it's whatever. And then I, I shared it with Brian because I was like, I didn't really get anything. Yeah. That was my, and I was kind of frustrated and, and he was like, no, like that was the lie. And then God gave you the truth, which is, you don't need to, I don't need to defend myself. Yeah. And so if, if somebody talks over me or debates that they think they're right, when, when what I'm saying may be right, maybe wrong, but they're trying to combat it mm-hmm. with their own truth or their own opinion. Um, I don't have to defend myself in the yeah. moment. I don't have to come up with something. I don't have to argue with them. I can just let Jesus defend me because he is, he is the defender. Wow. Right? Yeah. And wow. so, um, had I not journaled that, had I not written that down, I would have never realized that that was a lie. Yeah. Or that like, that I was trying to defend myself against, and that's why I got frustrated huh. when people talked over me or when they interrupted me with their own opinion or, or because I felt like I had to defend everything that I was saying, mm-hmm. but I would never would have found that truth had I not journaled mm-hmm. that. Part. Sure. Yeah. And you were, you were there pen ready, not sure what the Lord was giving yeah. you and you ended up I'm just, forgive me for repeating you, but you ended up just literally stating some observations, which I would imagine momentarily would have been irritating. Yes. Very irritating. It was. Like, <laughs> it was. Yay. Uh, it's almost like saying, I am a loser. But then you realize that that's a lie, right? Right. Yeah, that's right. And, that, and that's what like I was going for. I was like, He was what telling lies, you what the lie was. What lies am I yeah. living in, I think. Is, Did you ask is, him? Yeah. You asked him, show me the lies. So I wrote down the question of what lies am I Ah. living in right now? And then you were writing that down. And then that's what came. Okay. And I was, I was super irritated about it. it. And I'm like, you're like, that's not a lie. That's just a fact. (laughs) But, but that's the thing about writing down, like what lies am I believing? What lies Mm -hmm. am I living from? What, because that's probably an exercise I need to get back to on that is because and I never really, that's probably one reason why I'm a dismissive, because you brought this up before in private, uh, is like, I, w- I didn't really have anything, but perhaps I wasn't open to writing down facts, mm-hmm. right? And right. and where they weren't facts, they were observations yeah. that need correction. Yeah, because there's, there's so many times that I've, I've done this multiple times because I'm like, there's always something new I could be believing mm-hmm. that yeah. isn't true. Okay. And so I, um, but what, what was coming out of it was there were lies that I was operating in because they were mostly fact. Yeah. 
So okay. then I was responding to things. I was I was acting a certain way because that was the lie I was believing because it was 99% fact. Mm-hmm. But it didn't mean it was totally true. Right. And so then I'm acting in a way that wasn't proper. Yeah. And so when I was able to break some of those things off, then all of a sudden I'm free to to respond or act the way that Holy Spirit wants me to instead of my my go-to response because yeah. that's the lie. So it, when um, Brian or someone else would would interrupt me or say, yeah, but that's this, no, that's this, like, and combat what I was saying, it would get me really frustrated. And I would, and I would just start to respond with like, I would shut down or I'd get an attitude and I'd just be indifferent and like, and then it would cause, cause this division Mm -hmm. because I was operating in a lie. That makes sense. Yeah. And so when I was able to break that off, now when things like that happen, I can either in the moment with Holy Spirit be like, do I need to like address this or can I just let it go? Or um and then mm-hmm. I can we can have a conversation about yeah. it and say, yeah. Hey, like you said this with with this kind of tone, or you said it mm-hmm. um this way and it and it kind of hurt my feelings or I, I, um, I didn't feel like you were actually listening to me. And then we can actually have a conversation about it. Yeah. And there's not this built up frustration right. that happens yeah. in division, which I mean, obviously in this conversation shows that God, God is actively interested in your, your relational mm-hmm. characteristics, uh, how you get along with people, how you're dealing with processing your social yes, situations absolutely. and yeah, act that, and of course he would be, of course he cares and he wants to grow us in those areas. I want to uh, shift, huh? He's in the details. He is, he is. I want to shift gears, um, real quick, um, regarding briefly talking about unction, um, because unction is the ability to hear God's voice, but he's not speaking in words. Mm-hmm. He's speaking in terms in, in just general sense of direction. Right. Right. I moved to Idaho through unction. I was talking to my parents a year and a half ago, visiting them. And I was saying, I feel like I'm supposed to try to like be here and try to honor you guys and, and, um, and plant roots here, make this my home base. And then down the road, there will be like ministry, but this is going to be my home. Like Idaho is going to be my home base. And, and I, there was some pushback in family. And I kind of, after a half a year, kind of gave up on the idea. And then I came across a guy named Ravi Kondal, um, who is the he's the Ravi note that, that was featured in um, Father of the movie Father of Lights. Mm-hmm. I think it was. He gets a word from God at three o'clock every morning, audible voice tells him what to do for the day and where to, and so on. And so like he had visited us, uh, visited Phoenix, and I went to his conference, and like he just walked in the door, and I said, "Hi, I'm John." He said, "John from Idaho." I said, what? John mm-hmm. from Idaho? Are, where are you from? And like, there was some confusion there because I didn't actually live in Idaho. Right. And so I had to follow up with him uh, later, after an, an hour or two after he, he, we took a break. And I said, my parents live in Idaho and I was thinking about moving to Idaho. Is that relevant? He's like, yes, yes. Go home. <laughs> Go be with your parents. And, and I was like, whoa, okay. 
And this is like half a year after yeah. that yeah. conversation I had with my parents. And I and so and then at the end of the 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 day, I, I followed up with him again. I was like, "What logistically, this is going to be difficult. What is this? What what do you like? What is going on here? What's what is this about from your perspective?" He's like, "Well, it's like this, John. You wanted to honor your parents, right?" Yeah. Okay. And then he says, "You're going to be launching a ministry from out of there." And uh, and I'm like, "Oh, wow. Okay." Uh, with with my parents. He's like, no, 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 for your parents. I'm like, oh, okay. And I'm like, well, I was thinking about going to Bible college, you know, like a Cheris Bible college on um, Colorado or maybe a different one. And then he's like, oh, no, no, you don't, you don't, you don't need to go to Bible college to be pastor. I'm like, pastor? I'm like, I'm not, I didn't say anything about pastor. I'm like, what's going on here? I didn't follow up with that at that point. And I'm, I'm, st- I'm not a, technically, I'm not a pastor, right? But I, I got, I got this inference from this conversation of calling, right? Yeah. There's calling. So um, I thought that was amazing. And it, the, the important, the reason why I bring, I shared this testimony is because it was validation of the unction again, yes. where uh, that walk was me and the Lord. The Lord was, was validating me on times past, but that was for, you know, somebody, a skeptic could say, well, that was the same voice in your head that caused you to do those things that you were remembering. And it might not, not have been real. But here I've got a third party. Yeah, I've got a person telling me exactly what I was in uh, getting from unction. Yeah, and that's why prophetic really, really matters. But it matters best when it's confirmation. Yeah. By the way, this podcast is the exact same story because I had unction. I feel like God wants me to kind of do a podcast. You guys remember me talking yeah. to you about yeah. this oh, yeah. half a year ago? Yeah, I went to see the same guy. <laughs> I don't. I didn't know why. I didn't know what it was going to be about. He told me to come visit him. Actually, I was going to go to another one of those events, and then they canceled it, and I canceled the tickets. And then, but there was a phone conversation. He's like, "I've got something for you. I want you to come and 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 I'll I'll share it with you." So I show up, and he's like, "No, you're supposed to be doing a podcast, and it's going to be called Change." Like he actually named like he actually wow. named the the change. I'm like it's real simple. You figure out what the acronym is, but. But uh, yeah, it's just real simple change. And he said, people's lives are going to be changed through this. Like you're going to get people in business who like businessmen who are going to like, like, he didn't get into how this is going to work, but like people are going to be whether honoring or relying on uh, maybe mentorship or I don't know what it was. He didn't say it's just, there's going to be blessings coming out of this that would lead to even financial prosperity. Mm. And um, well, he, and I don't know how much of it even was was financial. He just it's gonna be it's gonna be uh, abundant. There's gonna be some abundance coming yeah, out of it. And I said that I thought I was actually supposed to be writing a book. Like I had this book outline everything. He's like, yeah, no, no, no hold off on that, because you want to do this for a while, and you're gonna have experience that people are gonna get from. It. I don't. I might clip this out, but then he said the book though. The book is see that's how you're gonna get the forward from the NBA player what (laughs) yeah oh john john god's gonna be blessing people through this podcast yeah i'm like are you saying that an nba player is going to be blessed by this and he's going to be the one to write a foreword for this book yes john that's what i'm saying (laughs) what wow mind-blowing so yeah i don't know if i'm gonna want to keep that on here who knows um 
because sometimes sharing over disclosing a prophetic word could actually but you know what speaking it out in faith is even more right okay Come maybe on. so in that case let's go over this other stuff that i've been doing yeah. right now. <laughs> let's not i'm just joking and it's one way that god speaks he yes he's, you know there's lots of many many ways and i i'm sure you'll go over a lot of those ways you know um but there's you know some of those ways is confirmations yeah. through other people through events through things he speaks to us through dreams there's so many ways let's uh, talk about those ways yeah unless you guys have something else you want to share no, unction was, or otherwise um, i was thinking about the the unction like because a lot of times like holy spirit will just highlight people to yeah mm -hmm. okay yeah uh, or like highlight a place or mm -hmm. um and one in particular, we were, we were on our way to Bolivia for the first time. Um, How are you guys doing on time? I, I had said, like, we've already gone over for, for what I had done, yeah, but I, I'd like we, to keep going if you go a little longer. Yeah, 10, maybe minutes. like 10, 15, if we wrap okay. up 10, 15. Um, hold on, let's start over then. Okay. So. Sorry. <laughs> cut and. <laughs> so for um for us there was we were on our way to to bolivia the first time mm -hmm. um we were going to do a, a kickstart from um the tlr movement and as we were going like the night before brian had had a dream yeah that i didn't um, tell anybody he, about he didn't yeah. tell anybody and our our friend's daughter in bolivia had also had a vision of right. something but in the meantime, like Brian had prayed this prayer <laughs> that um, that God would mm -hmm. put people in our in our path, yeah. um, and that He would show up somehow, and that we would be able at to, airports that we would have... we would be able to minister to somebody yeah. in the airport. Okay, basically is the gist of the prayer. Um, and so God rerouted us. Mm -hmm. Like we missed our first flight, yeah. had to pay extra to take another flight to reconnect with our original flight. Um, which, which in in the moment, like that sounds frustrating to to have to pay more money. But it was what just because we're talking about hearing the voice of the Lord. I I'm asking Him in the moment. I'm listening to Him as I'm being told how much more money this is going to cost. And what the words He spoke to me was. How much is it worth for one one person's soul? Mm -hmm. He spoke those those words to me, and I was like, "Oh, Jesus, it's worth everything." That, none of that matters. And so then there was he gave me peace about yeah. needing to purchase these separate tickets to reroute us. Yeah, keep going. Um, <laughs> and so then we we get um, we get to where we're going to connect to our play our flight, mm -hmm. um, and. I like he highlights this lady to me yeah. and I see like there's there's a space um, sitting next to us and she was coming to that space and somebody else had swooped in and taken that seat and she just like bypasses it and goes around um, and she's standing at this table and I see the whole interaction mm -hmm. and then there's something about her like she's just highlighted she's glowing like there's this um aura around her that i just could not stop looking at her mm. 
And so I knew there was some, like, I just felt from the Lord, like there's something about her that is important. But also you had, she hadn't spoken that out. Like, so she didn't say anything to me about that. And at this point I had revealed my dream that the night before I dreamed about sharing the, the gospel with somebody on a plane. It's like, I had this dream, like a dream of sharing the gospel with a woman on a plane. And and the as soon as I had spoken it out, it was before that flight, our friend in Bolivia, their daughter, so Jonathan Brown's da- oldest daughter, had a vision of us sharing with a woman. And so it was a confirmation now of a dream that I had had. There, there, by the way, there's so many ways that we're talking about how God speaks in just this one story. Mm-hmm. It's actually yeah. kind of crazy. Yeah. Right? yeah. Um, she then, I get the confirmation from the vision vision that she had just had. And so now, like, I'm pumped. I'm, like, bold, you know, like, bulletproof and 10 feet yeah. tall. Like, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. And we get on the first flight, and nothing happened. Yeah. <laughs> and then we get on the second flight. Well, then we get to the point where we're waiting there, and then Jess sees the highlight of the, of the girl. Yeah, and I see the, I see the lady, and I'm like, there's, some, there's something about her. And we get on the plane, and then we sit next to a guy. Yeah. <laughs> and he puts his headphones in, goes to sleep. Like, there's not much interaction. And we get off of the plane. So, mind you, we would not be in the airport at this time. Had we taken our first flight, we would have been there. Um, we would have been there late and slept, basically had to sleep in the airport mm-hmm. overnight to catch our next flight. Well, the redirection got us there to where we could fly overnight. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so we get there and we get off the plane and we're standing in the, in the, like the hallway of the airport looking for like which direction we're supposed to go to catch, to catch our next flight and talking about like getting breakfast or whatever. And the lady that, he had hi- that the Lord had highlighted to me comes walking right up to us and mm-hmm. says like, Oh, are you guys looking for this gate? I'm going to that gate too. Can I walk? Can with I you? walk? With you? <laughs> wow. Yeah. And so then we start talking and we're like, Hey, like we're going to go get breakfast. Do you want to get breakfast? And she's like, I'm a college student. I never turn down free breakfast. Yeah. Like, and so we ended up like getting to, um, to take her to breakfast and then like Holy Spirit revealed, like you need to share the, like this is the person you're supposed to share the gospel Mm -hmm. with. Okay. So he had redirected our flight so that we would connect to this one girl. Yeah. So that we could share the gospel with her. She was, um, not, not a believer necessarily. And, um, no, she, was in, she was yeah, she no was she was in school to be a lawyer okay and she had actually felt like she was supposed to pause and fly to Nicaragua to teach English kids in a rural city to teach English to, to kids in a rural rural city and she's like I don't know necessarily why I'm doing this I just felt like I should do it which is <laughs> Talking about unction, unction. Wow. right? Yeah. Not even, not even following a believer, right? Yeah. And so huh. we were actually a- able to be in that moment and say, "Look, this is the God of the universe. Wow, He loves you, 
And this is his desire that yeah. you're following right now. Wow. Because normal people don't do that. Right. That's not a, that's not a normal everyday person. I'm going to go take less money, less notoriety, all that. I'm going to go to a third world country and live it, live in a rural city, right? In a language that's not my first language. And I'm going to teach kids, right? That's not, that's not a normal like fleshly human thing yeah it's a god thing yeah it's it's a god godly design thing so we were able to confirm that to her that hey this is from the lord wow and we believe that he's he's pursuing you and and while she didn't respond to the gospel right then and there i'll tell you it's the first time she'd ever heard it right yeah, yeah. she had no like so you planted seeds yeah and, yeah and she obviously she's gonna there was like the lord knows what's mm -hmm. gonna happen from there otherwise he wouldn't have given you the unction yeah. To or the uh, yeah the the direction, to even redirect your flight yeah. on behalf of of what's coming in her life. Yeah, yeah it's beautiful. That's a joy. It's a joy yeah. to just listen to him and obey. Yeah, right. that's an awesome testimony. We have just a few minutes left. I do want to go yeah. through this list real quick. Yeah. Um, so um, this I uh, I'm stealing this. This is from God's Living Room in Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, Pastor Tom Schermitzler, which I'm really, really looking forward to um, bringing him in at some point uh, in the next month or two um, to talk about, um, hopefully, on sonship identity. Um, he's got amazing testimonies. But anyway, he's also a really, really good teacher, uh, including and especially on this topic. And so he wrote this up. And he listed a whole bunch of really interesting ways that God speaks. So let me just go through this list. And if you guys know some experiences that you've had very briefly sharing yeah. some of the examples of, of those experiences. Uh, call it out. But let me just go through this list. So he speaks through the Bible, through God's Word. We talked about that. <clears throat> through uh, conviction of the Holy Spirit. Yep. Mm -hmm. He that. speaks through experience in our lives. Mm -hmm. uh, through miracles. Through an audible voice. Mm -hmm. Which is, and that's actually audible voice, not a voice in your head, right? Mm -hmm. So like when at the, transfig the Transfiguration, that yeah. was an example of audible right. voice. Uh, but then he also speaks through an internal, audible, quote-unquote, voice, a still yeah. small voice. And that's the Elijah voice that we right? talked about at the beginning. Mm -hmm. yeah. Speaking through angels. Oh, let me briefly, real quickly mention that. I, I went to a Mari Morello event that I was looking forward to spending evenings in the hotel with the Lord. And I didn't get to happen because I, was take, I, I let another guy share the room with me. He slept on the sofa bed. And so at the end of that, like there was no more time left and i was at that time i was i was done i was tired i was feeling selfish so like there was one light night left i'm like i can't get this time in with the lord i just went to bed middle of the night three o'clock ish i heard this uh, this voice it wasn't audible but it was in the spirit but it's definitely a voice speaking to me it's like hey john now's a good time to get up now's a good time to to to, to uh, worship the lord why don't you get up right now and i'm like uh get up Get up, John. And I didn't. I didn't get up. And I, and I, and the voice said, "John, your disobedience is keeping you from from going being taken to another position." Wow. And I turned over and went back to sleep. Mm. And I felt horrible for months for for that disobedience and and what I missed out on. I share that because I've pondered what was that voice because it was directional. And it wasn't the normal voice of God that I normally hear. And it was also speaking of God, third person, like yeah. good time to worship God. Yeah. And I realized that was my angel. Yeah. That was my angel speaking to me. Yeah. When I wonder, like the story just shared about hearing the tongues in her, I, I also wonder if that 
wasn't an angelic tongues that she was hearing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that could be perhaps too, even yeah. her her angel like speaking to her those things like whispering yeah. and like. Yeah. yeah. Um, he speaks through dreams. I can definitely relate to that. Yep. I've had I, some amazing dreams. I shared one about having that dream of the girl. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, speaking through trance, and that's a weird one. It says Peter was told to offer up unholy sacrifices in Acts, prepared for getting gospel to Gentiles in Cornelius. Cornelius he was having a trance. Day. Yeah. I, I just, it's, it's a, it's a, it could be a vision. Too. It's I like a dream. For right? us, it's a, it's hard to talk about that in terms, but I would say it's like a vision, okay. same as a vision, which we're going to get to. As yeah. Well. And then, it, yeah, it speaks through visions as well. Mm -hmm. I've seen a God paint amazing pictures on behalf of other people a few times. Mm -hmm. Whoa, that's a beautiful picture. A portrait painting with a, just an amazing setting. Mm -hmm. I won't get into that. We won't yeah, have I had a vision. The yeah. one I had this morning was a vision. It was like a, mm -hmm. Okay. I, I actually had a vision that I ended up painting. Oh, wow. Was, and know, I might have had one of those. I won one of those maybe because we had the, the auction, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, pictures pictures is actually the next thing. So mm -hmm. visions, I guess, would be more animated, right? Mm -hmm. Like a story right. that you're seeing and yeah. uh, and then pictures. And then um, speaking through colors. Um, we have a friend that gets that often. Okay. often receives colors like that's yeah. one of the main ways that he would speak to her for a long time and now now it's starting to expand for her but lots of like recognizing colors oh wow yeah. interesting green light blue light yeah red light even different like you know like purple is majesty and it's royalty right so she and then she yeah. knew because she had at that point had studied because she would keep seeing it she'd be praying for something for the lord and she'd start seeing colors okay and then combinations of colors and so she started you know, okay getting into it Okay, uh, that's cool. Um, speaking through numbers, like three is a trinity, six is humanity. Yep. We have a perfection. really good pastor friend. I think I could just say it. Pastor Dan. Okay. Pastor Dan often gets numbers. Okay. Um, whether it's he'll get like numbers for strong, like the Strong's Concordance. Okay. That relate to a Hebrew or a Greek right. word. Yeah. But then he'll also get like, um, you were saying like you just, you were getting at times we could get like scripture verses yeah. or scripture references like, oh, like the Colossians 2, 3. Um, he'll get sometimes just like two, three yeah, or 23, one or like numbers like that, that could also pertain to, um, scripture references without necessarily the book reference, just the number mm -hmm. straight numbers. And so he gets okay. that quite often. And then he gets unction on where to look for those numbers. Yeah, exactly. Too. Like... He gets direction. Yeah. Yeah. Another, so another number thing is if you wake up at exactly three o'clock in the morning, guys get up and start praying. Yeah. That's a, that's a, something that people, some people know, some people don't, but yeah. Especially if it's around the dot, three o'clock or exactly three thirty, mm -hmm. something like that. Like mm -hmm. it's a very round number of time. Yeah. Yeah. He, it's an important hour to, to pray sometimes. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, speaking through impressions, like an emotion or just knowing it. Yep. Uh, speaking through thoughts. Uh, speaking through feelings, like suddenly feeling depressed or heaviness or something like that. Uh, speaking. I, uh, I just to stop on that one. I think most of the time when we feel that, just just because I know that that teaching specifically says depression and heaviness depression and heaviness don't come from the lord right well often what he's doing is he's giving you something that somebody else yes around mm -hmm. you is actually feeling and experiencing yeah um he's highlighting them in a different way and then we start mm -hmm. what happens is we start asking questions that is that my feeling who is it well the next one is speaking through symptoms which is you're feeling it but it's also their symptoms yeah. But the one on feelings, it actually talks about um, like it's more like your organization that you're in or your the room mm. is heavy because 
of oh, what the, you. Your, yeah. the group is going through something. That's really mm-hmm. good. That's like or a, a or it's a heaviness yeah. because it means the Holy Spirit is on you. Yes. Right? Yeah. Not all heaviness is bad. That's right. Good. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Is that weight? Was, I like to call it weightiness. Yes. Weightiness yes. versus heaviness. That was one of the first um, experiences I had with hearing the Lord was feeling. Yeah. Okay. Feeling other people's. Yeah. And yeah. Well, so with symptoms, it could be. Um, well, knee. Let's, let's, uh, my knee really hurts. Yes. But my knee doesn't normally hurt. Someone in this room's got a hurt knee. Right. Exactly. And, I, and it's also a good indication that God is actually moving and ready to heal. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Right. Uh, and that happens a lot in, in yes. healing meetings. Uh, speaking through taking on other people's thoughts, taking, yeah. So as other people are, are feeling emotional or feeling, uh, thinking something that suddenly like maybe it's lust yep. or like even homosexuality feelings yeah. like, you, you know, that's not you. Yep. Um, that's happened with a, another mutual friend of ours where he talks about a time of going to a home of, of a friend and he kept getting lustful thoughts, lustful thoughts. And he was like, God, what is this? Like, this isn't me. This is like, I don't want these. What is And then he said, it's not your thoughts. And then he's like, oh, and he realized it was one of the people he was staying with. And he he's being and then told he to minister to, to them about. Yeah. And then he was able to very specifically pray for them, right? Strategic prayer from there. Okay. And uh, interesting, not, not even ministering to them, but I ministering for them in prayer. Yeah. And I don't know what the follow-up was on, on that whole story, but I, he, he's just, we were just talking about it the other day. So it's popped in my head there. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. They're going to track this down and start yelling. Yeah. <laughs> um, Speaking through unusual coincidences, we talked about that. Yeah. Uh, speaking through smells, um, yeah. that could be weird, but actually that could be things like f- uh, smelling fragrances like flowers or, or yeah. uh, um, smelling roses or smelling, uh, what do you call it when you light a, when you light the, the flame of, of, what do they burn? Smoke. Incense. Incense, yeah. Smell the incense. Well, um, it also just happened this last week of a gentleman that was under um, demonic oppression. He was smelling foul smells. Mm, okay. Like very extremely like death, foul smelling smells. Smelling the, yeah. the smell of that's, death. That's an indication um, of demonic activity. Yeah. Happened, so, yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking words through flashing in front of your eyes. You talked about the marquee going on the yeah. back of your head. I've seen, I've had that too. Yeah, I've seen. Um, speaking through a sense of God's compassion. Um, a sheen upon a person, like a pregnant glow or a light. Yeah. I've shared that some people, especially when I was in Phoenix, a lot of people kept saying, "John, you've got you're glowing." Yeah, I'm like, I, I, it must be because I I've been driving for half an hour yeah. speaking in tongues. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what that is, but neat, I guess. That's yeah. how that's how the Lord highlights people to me. Is they just seem lighter. There's okay, like a a glow about yeah. them. Yeah. So it could be literally like a highlight, and then they glow in that way. It's interesting. Yeah. Um, speaking through trembling and twitching of the body, speaking through warmth or heat coming from the other person, that's done in a lot of the exercises of just, let's let's put your hands out and see if we you did. can feel the Holy Spirit. Yeah, and we did talk about the trembling and the, I think there's another one that is going to be referenced in this. We did talk about when we see those manifestations of the Holy Spirit. Um, it, it's in, and I think we'll cover it too, but it's important to ask the person, like, yes. what are yeah. you experiencing? Because trembling and twitching and things like could that also could, also, could also be demonic manifestation. Yeah. And, and that's that's important to know because Mark Vickler's quote that we started with, he talked about counterfeits. Yes. And he talked about how the enemy loves to counterfeit things. And so just because you see that doesn't mean it's the enemy. It could mean it's the, the movement of the Lord. The way that we know is we ask. Yeah. We ask the person what they're experiencing. Yeah. Um, speaking through a picture of a body part, like an x-ray or feeling the pain inside yourself. We talked about mm-hmm. that uh, as well. Uh, speak. Speaking through you, feel it. I don't know. I think that was a typo. Uh, speaks through um, seeing it. So mm-hmm. you can, uh, and then through saying it. 
there is a scripture I, I often reference says everything you say should you should say it as though it's coming from the very mouth of God. Mm. Whew, that's a that's a heavy state. That's a heavy word, which means that we need to always always be uh, abiding, 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 abiding in Him. Mm-hmm. But then um, and then dying to self, right? But then everything that comes out can can therefore be um, prophetic, mm. accidentally. How yeah. about that? Uh, speaking through heat or tingling on a person, speaking through a uh, sense of authority, just knowing, yeah, kind of like the uh, the unction thing. But I get I get that a lot of times when we're doing actually deliverance. I will get like a holy, just a, a holy authority. Oh wow! Yeah, it's it's a like a man. It's a righteous like indignation, a righteous anger. Get out! Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> and then it's often it actually it actually often comes also with um, words of knowledge that'll come up too. Okay, so then I'll get that way, and then I'll get. Boop, a little download from the Lord about what, what to go after. Okay. Uh, and then uh, speaking through joy, through yeah. tears, sense of love, peace, joy, overwhelming. Laughter. Of course, and that's, you get the holy laughter there. Some yeah. people actually need the holy laughter. If somebody's, you see somebody just on the floor laughing, um, understand that even if you don't experience that, they need that. Yeah. They, they are especially in need of that because they've been through some life yes. traumas and that's a healing thing for them. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nehemiah says. Uh, and I have never experienced that because honestly, I've, I've lived a, uh, a spoiled life. And I would I say really I have, I haven't, but I, I have had moments where it's, it's happened in small. I get chronic joy and chronic peace all the time because mm-hmm. I'm abiding in him. Yeah. I'm just saying like the notion of getting so far manifesting God's presence and his joy that I end up on the floor laughing. It, I haven't I, dealt with that. That happened to me kind of one time. I yeah. was, I was, um, just, I was just praying in tongues for like a long time. And I was just like sitting in his presence. And it was after it, listening to something Kevin Zadai said, and I was sitting there and then all of a sudden I was just uncontrollably laughing. And I could not stop for like Ooh, 20 minutes. Wow. Just so like good. laughing so hard, my cheeks hurt. Yeah. Oh, wow. It was, it, it was beautiful. It happened to me now. I remember in, in, we went on a trip with Jonathan Brown to Oregon. We were doing some ministry stuff and we were talking with a couple. And I don't remember exactly the, the exact, I have it in a recordings and stuff, the testimony, but. Um, it just came over me all, all of a sudden. And re- it was actually in reference to something one of the the couple had said they basically had spoken something out that they felt like the Lord was speaking to them. And I just started laughing, but it was like a confirmation of like, yeah, like that is, that is such like strong, powerful truth that like the joy of the Lord just like whoop, just came on me. And, I, and it took me a couple minutes to, to like, I probably at that moment could have just let it go and just fell into it and and enjoyed a good roll on the ground for 20 30 minutes or whatever um but we were also trying to minister so the, the part of me was holding back the like not not falling into it if that makes sense anyway yeah it was beautiful so that's that's the list and then there's um lastly there's some things to help you hear god's voice i'm just going to go this real quick um and i'm going to skip the details on it just the names of these these outline items constantly look to jesus get your feelings out of the way Come with a clear slate or whiteboard in your mind. No thoughts of your own. Um, if you get nothing, don't make something up and try to get something to happen. Sometimes it, you step out in faith with no feeling, and then God shows up in your obedience. Mm-hmm. 
Oftentimes you get the beginnings of impulses or pictures, yeah. and as you step out, they begin to grow and you yes. gain clarity. Feel in the natural heat tingling power flowing through like current. And then look with open eyes. You might see your uh, people's eyelashes flutter or trembling, a person swaying in the wind, etc. And then look in the supernatural. So hearing anything inside, feeling anything. Can you see anything? Any scriptures coming to you? Uh, any thoughts coming to you? Uh, submit all things in love. Perfect mm -hmm. love casts out fear. Mm -hmm. First John 4, 18. Submit all things in humility as a servant. Um, and then you talked about this. Ask the person, what are you feeling? What is God saying to you? What, mm -hmm. what are you sensing right now? Etc. cetera. Uh, come as a child with childlike faith to the things of the kingdom. Um, and come with wonder and exploring. And then be aware that your emotions and your tiredness will get in the way of hearing. And you talked on both of those things, um, Jessica, regarding the posture. Um, but then also you talked, you didn't talk in this podcast but you mentioned privately to me about the uh childlike faith what is your stance on childlike faith i want to hear it yeah. i want people to hear it um so childlike faith is is beautiful and it's being open to be like a child right but there was there was a moment where he was like it's more about dependency mm -hmm. because a four-year-old is dependent on their parent like they can't, they can't eat, they can't drink, they can't, I mean, they can do, you know, but like they can't go anywhere. They can't, they're dependent. They're wholly dependent yeah. on their parent to take care of them, to provide for their needs, to make sure they're doing the right things, brushing their teeth, going to bed on time. Like, and, and it was this moment of like, we're building this relationship to where he wants us to be wholly dependent on him. Mm -hmm. And when you look to the father as like, I can't do anything without you. Like I am wholly dependent on you. I can't, I can't heal. I can't um, deliver. I can't um, minister. I can't take care of myself. I can't like That's so do good. anything without you. Um, then there is a, there is a next level to that relationship that mm -hmm. starts to happen Yeah, because you're, you're in the sweet spot of abiding in him and yes. depending on him that things just, uh, I love it. I love beautiful. it. Thank you for sharing that guys. Thank you so much for coming. Oh, this has been really spectacular. This is actually, in my opinion, way more powerful even than, than the last yeah. one we did. It's, it's, it's fundamental hearing the word of the Lord. Hearing, hearing the Lord speak to you is foundational for our walk with Christ. Right. Yes, it is. Yeah. yeah. And it's, yeah. and it's, it's not, it's not just the basis, but it, 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 it brings the whole meaning to, to, to the whole walk. Right. right? Because like without conversation and, and being, having direction, what is there? Right. What is there in life? Yeah. Right. And the notion of abundant life, like how are you going to get that mm -hmm. without being led by the Lord? Right. That's right. right. If you want a relationship, start practicing. Yeah. Listen, practice listening to his voice. Practice. What is it? Practice asking him questions. Like. Yeah. One thing we're going to bring good. up it just real quick and wrapping up because we were talking about asking him questions and that's a part of journaling is uh, it's scriptural. It's um, um, have the reference. I'm just going to pull it up really, really <laughs> super quick because it's first Samuel um, 23. So yeah, we have in first uh first Samuel 23, and we have it again in we see it again in first Samuel 30, where David inquires of the Lord, and it's David asking the Lord a question, 
and then the Lord responding to him. And we, so we see that even in the, in the old Testament, this cycle of Lord, like, so 23 is, is, uh, if you remember the story, David and his men, like they, they get raided and then all their wives and all their stuff gets taken. And, and David asked the question, should we go after him? And the Lord's like, yes. Will we recover everything? Yes. Um, so there's, oh, maybe that was another one, but anyway, lots of stories of David doing this as an example of asking a question, receiving an answer. And so that's one of the, one of the best ways we can practice hearing the voice of the Lord is asking him a question, being ready to write down that answer. Yeah. Some, some ministers like Kevin Zadai, for example, would say, uh, in your prayer, your prayer is really sitting at the throne of God and just listening for answers. He yeah. says, there are no questions at the throne. I'm not sure about, uh, about where, where he's taking that. I believe it's, our relationship with God should be as a child with a father, and sometimes a kid's going to ask, "Why?" Yeah, I, and and you know that can be inappropriate. Hang on one sec. Sorry, okay. that can be inappropriate, especially in with respect to respecting the, your relationship to the father. So, uh, why, why, why? He doesn't need yeah. to answer why all the time, but there, there needs there's there should be an attitude of I want my questions themselves to be almost driven like a holy unction. Yes, right. totally agree. What were you gonna say? No, you just yeah, that's really good. Okay, that was awesome. Thanks for thanks for helping me be quiet because that was beautiful and that was exactly okay in line with what I was yeah was going. So, but I love the idea of God just giving us answers too. He has said that, and and sometimes if He gets us the answers before we ask the questions, then it saves us some time. Yeah. But see, He's spending. He's in debt, and this we should all we should all do this. But He's investing. Two and a half tithing his time, two and a half hours a day in prayer. Yeah, Kevin and, does, yeah. Yeah, Kevin does. Yeah, Kevin said I I'm a huge fan of his. I got all of his coursework. So yeah. I haven't gone through it, but I bought it all. So um, all right. So um again, thank you guys for coming. Thanks. And we've gone long, but uh this was worth it. Yep. I, I think I'm betting that the majority of the hearers will enjoy every minute of it. Yeah. And um I'm actually nervous now because we've set the bar really high <laughs> for future interviews with other people. And because uh, I mean, this thing is just checking off, right? Oh. We're just getting started on this, but that was awesome. I really appreciate your heart, your 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 posture uh, with the Lord and with um, with the body of Christ. I love how you got you guys have given to the body in, in ministry and focusing uh, your time and energies in just being led by the Lord and ministering to his people. You're setting a good example to everybody. And I thank you guys for that. And I'm going to miss you guys a great deal when you guys go to Columbia, honestly. I already miss you guys not being living just down the street from me. Um, Cause you did, they, they did. They lived like literally walking distance away. Um, but uh, so we're going to wrap it up though. And uh, we're looking forward to, I'll be looking forward to um, doing another, trying to schedule another interview with somebody else here in the next, uh, next week or two. But uh, thanks for joining us and we'll see you next time. Bye guys.